0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the True Crime Chronicles. I'm Savannah. I'm Delaney. And, um, here we are at our second episode. (laughs) So, today I'm gonna be doing my case. And
1: this one's very much, like, Gabby Petito's heavy. This one's heavy in a different way. Um, I, she's told me very little about this and it's going to be much heavier.
0: Yeah. It's not going to be the same. (laughs) It's not going to be the same. So, today I am doing the case of Sarah Haley Foxwell and her tragic death. Um, so, just as a major trigger warning before we get into it, it does have a lot about sexual assault and molestation and rape specifically, um, and specifically about kids, and so if that's something that bothers you, like, just feel free to take a step back. I'm not going to hate you for it. <laughs> it's like, if you need to not listen to this, I get it. It's very heavy. Mm-hmm. Coda is... Coda's still here. Yeah. Coda is very much present. Okay. All right. So I chose to do this case um, just because when I listened to it, um, when we were, I was listening to Morbid,
1: Ashley, we, we
0: love. Um, I, like, this case stuck with me so much. Like, I very much, whenever I think about, like, cases I find that we need to bring more awareness to, this is definitely one. It's lesser known, but it just, like, highlights flaws in the justice system. And oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna get into oh, it. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna get passionate. Okay. It's like there are so many things that this case brings awareness to that I feel like are so important to talk about. So that's why I chose to do this one. Okay. Um, so again, it's very heavy. Feel free to take a step back at any time if you need to. Trigger warnings. Yes. All right. So to begin, I wanna talk about Sarah Haley Foxwell. Sarah Haley Foxwell was an eleven year old girl who lived in Maryland. She was born May eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight, in Salisbury, um, and she was nicknamed by many of her family and friends as Haleybug. <laughs> oh, that's um, sad. She was that's a middle child in a really large family. She had eight siblings. Jeez. And her mom was a single mom. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: How did she do that? So, that's
0: impressive. Um. So at the time, Aunt her Aunt Amy was her legal guardian because her mom was constantly working, trying to make um like a living for her family. Well she and had nine kids. Yeah, and, she was and trying single to single mom.
1: Goodness gracious. She was
0: trying to be a good mom to her kids. Part of you we even so weren't a single mom. Aunt Amy was her legal guardian at the time, but her mom was still very much present. I want to make that clear. Like her okay. mom was such a good mom. And in fact at the time of Sarah's disappearance, um, she was working overtime to give her kids a good Christmas.
1: Aww. so she so- was <laughs>
0: She was working really hard to get some her. more and extra Already. money. I know. Um, just so she can get her kids gifts and stuff for Aww. Christmas. Um, in the words of her mom, Jennifer Foxwell, Sarah was the referee, the hugger, the one who always had a smile, even on the bad days. She always had a smile.
1: Aww. So Sarah
0: was very much like this outgoing, bubbly personality. This, one, this one's going to be rough for me. Yeah, she was like just like a typical sixth grade girl, and she was... Um, 11 at the time of her disappearance. Okay. So she was very much, like... Look, because, like, I very much remember starting middle school and being like, Oh my no. gosh! Like, no. I'm getting to be so old. Coda. <laughs> Koda snoring. No. So, everything was going very well. Um, Sarah was a very much outspoken, outspoken shining star in her class. Like, when people talked about Sarah, they very much knew who she was. And, yeah. Like... They liked her. She wasn't disliked among the community. Um, then on December 22nd, 2009, the kids w- were with their aunt at, um, like, the barn house that they kind of lived in. Yeah. It was a very spacious place because of the nine kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just having a fun night at home, and they were eating pizza and running around and laughing and just spending time as a family um, mm-hmm. because it was the holidays, and mm-hmm. everyone was getting ready for Christmas. Around 9 p.m., Sarah and her little sister, Emma who was six at the time, skipped off to bed hand in hand. They shared a room down at the end of this hallway in the house, um, and I think something that really hit me was that, like, Amy vividly remembers them just, like, laughing and giggling and skipping
1: off together. Aww. Um, so around I love that-, that I, she was close with her family, too. Yeah. like, I mean, it's sad, but- Yeah, so, like, amazing. they had very
0: much, like, from what I've read, like, obviously I'm not like, a part of the family, so I can't speak on any issues that could be there that we don't know about, but it's, like, from what I've read, they were all super close and super loving, and, like, when they talk about Sarah, they're, like, we just, like, wish that she was still here with us. Oh. Um, so around 9 p.m., Sarah and Emma skipped off to bed. Um, sadly, 10 hours later, Jennifer received a call from Amy, and Sarah was not in her bed, And she was nowhere to be found. She wasn't in the house anywhere. She wasn't around the house. Like, there was literally no trace. There was no, like, broken glass or anything. She was in
1: the house at the time of her disappearance, but no one else, like, heard anything or saw anything? So
0: that's, like, something that's so, like, eerie about this. They had a dog. The dog did not bark. Are you serious? Yeah. So... Oh, no, that's weird. They went to bed, and then Jennifer, or, uh, Amy, sorry, woke up and, like... We're checking on the kids, and Sarah was just nowhere. So, and also, something I want to mention is that she shared a room with Emma, so they were in the same room when she went missing.
1: That's so creepy to me. yeah. It's, like, Like, odd.
0: I, like, waking up to that would be horrible. Like, could you imagine? Horrible? Horrible. (laughs) That would be horrible, you guys. It would be. But it would be so scary just waking up and not knowing, like, because... I think it's, like, slightly different if you, like, hear something and then know they're missing, but, like, just waking up and being, like, they're gone.
1: Yeah. And then if you hear, like, a bump in the night, like, I don't know about anybody else, but as a kid, I was terrified of, you know, intruders and robbers, specifically. I was, like, I don't want anyone to break into our house. And I, you know, I'd hear, like, the slightest creak in a floorboard and I'd be, like, someone's in here. Yeah, literally. You know, like, and that was just me as a kid, so that's terrifying to think there was somebody in the house and none of them knew.
0: Yeah. And so, immediately, like, everyone knew something was wrong. Sarah wasn't really someone who would, was gonna run away.
1: Like, <laughs> I was just about to say, like, even if nobody had taken her and she had just, like, snuck out or something, like, somebody probably would have noticed, right? Especially if she shared a room. Yeah, so, she was- it was also, like,
0: very much Christmas time, and it had started snowing, and they were getting ready for a white Christmas, so it was 23 degrees outside. Ooh. And, like, um- I believe I saw this in a source somewhere, but, like, her shoes, I believe, weren't, like, missing. They weren't with her. So it's, like... Oh. It's very much, like, something's wrong. Yeah. Like, this, this isn't, isn't her hiding somewhere.
1: hmm This isn't, like, she snuck out because she's feeling rebellious mm-hmm. as a sixth grader. Because, you know, in sixth grade, you think you're all cool. high and mighty and <laughs> cool and grown up and... Yeah. You know.
0: So, like, obviously, maybe there's a chance that she snuck out, but most of her family agreed, like, no.
1: Like that's So, not, that's they locker. called the
0: police, and when police arrived, they found all the doors to be locked, except for one. The one door that led to Sarah and Emma's room at the end of the hall. However, there was no forced entry. The lock wasn't picked, and there was no glass shattered or anything like that. Did they always lock their bedroom doors? Yes. Oh, interesting. So, okay. like, literally all the doors were always locked. Like, that was
1: important to them. Did Sarah and... Emma? Emma, yeah. Did they both have keys, or did one of them have keys? All th- okay. So I'll get back that in a second. Because that's that could be like a so thing where the they key made does her come the door. Okay, so a,
0: yeah. Um. So again, the dog didn't bark. So which that's I think something it's odd. Yeah, it's like it's very much like it confused a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So when Sarah went missing, she was wearing her red fuzzy Christmas pants, which were covered in Christmas trees, oh. and she was wearing a pink John DeReed T-shirt. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but that's just something, and also the fuzzy pants do come back. Okay. So, when police were searching the house, they found, this is so, like, odd, but it's so important to the case. Okay, okay. They found Sarah's green toothbrush to be missing. It was nowhere around the house, like, they searched under beds, under, like, different clothing, like, to make sure, like it wasn't just in the house and they were missing it, like
1: her, t- her toothbrush, gone.
0: It wasn't anywhere in the house or around Such a the house. random thing. I thought so, too. Especially
1: if her shoes aren't.
0: It's like, I like... I, I like, don't know
1: about, I would probably choose to go leave the house with my shoes instead of my toothbrush, but...
0: Like, I've done a lot of research on this case, and I still don't know why specifically the toothbrush was missing. I don't know if I want know, but the toothbrush it? was missing. That's weird. Did they so, ever find it? Like you shall see. Oh, okay. So then, Amy, her aunt Amy, was kind of probably racking her mind because I feel like oh, anyone I'm in sure. this situation, oh, should, would be yeah. like, oh my gosh, where, what, like, where is Sarah? Like, what happened? Yeah, exactly. So she was racking her head for like how someone could have gotten in, and then she thought of the spare hidden key.
1: Hmm.
0: So there was a spare key that was hidden somewhere outside. I don't know if they ever revealed where exactly it was because I didn't find it in any sources. Yeah. But she was like, hey, there's this key. And so immediately they went to check to see if it was gone. Well, it's also
1: like they have eight kids, and I don't know what the oldest one was at this time, like how old Um, they were Sarah
0: was like a middle
1: child, so I assume... So they probably had like older teen kids in the house too. That would make sense then, because, you know, like if any of... There's eight of them running around. Like, yeah. you know, they might need to get into the house at some point. Or exactly. one of them come home from school it was the, other like way, the other
0: before the other. a practicality thing, and it's not something you can really blame anyone No, yeah, for. yeah, definitely. So, it's, like, but they thought of the key, and when they went to check, it was missing, so. Oh, that, okay. So, now they knew how someone did, had gotten
1: into the house. Did the spare key work on bedroom doors, too?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. So, That's it was, what... like, specifically, like, it definitely would have opened Sarah and Emma's door. Okay. So, when they went to check the key was gone. Okay. So, they were, like, that was something that, like, people were, like, well, maybe it's someone we know. Like, maybe it's someone who has knowledge of where things are in the house. And that's when little Emma, who was only six at the time, tugged on her grandma's robe and went, I know who took Sarah. What? Yeah. So, this little Wait. six-year-old child reveals that she saw who took Emma, Wait. and she knew who it was. She saw? Yeah. So, because Please they- spleen. Sh- explain. So, in the middle of the night, when- because they share a room. Mm-hmm. So, um, I assume- because, like, I don't- there weren't really many details, because obviously she was six. But yeah. But what I assume to have happened is that, like, she probably heard something. She must have heard, uh, Sarah getting out of bed.
1: Something like that. yeah. Something
0: like that, and she looked up and saw who it was. And she goes, "I know who it is." And she reveals. She said, "These are her words." Tommy took her. Tommy. So, Tommy was known to the family. They immediately knew who this was. Tommy, aka Thomas Legs, was a thirty-year-old man. Tommy's legs. L e g g s legs. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I thought too. I was like, "What is this <laughs> man's don't last like name?" Um, so, Tommy, a.k.a. Thomas Legs, was a 30-year-old man who had previously dated their aunt Amy. Oh, you? Yeah. Amy had not been in contact with Legs over a month because she had broken up with him. And she had specifically, like, kind of broken up with him because it had been revealed to her that he
1: was a registered sex offender. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would kind of... Okay. Yeah. Especially if you're keeping from someone that you're a registered sex offender. Yeah, so... maybe...
0: some point she had found out that he was a registered oh, sex offender. Yeah. And no she, s- no. <laughs> she had specifically like, no shit brought she it up with him. after he had creepy interactions with the kids. Like, whenever he- No! Whenever no. he came over- Yeah, he- I hate this man with such a passion. Whenever he came over, he would, like, always interact and talk to I was kids. gonna
1: ask, like, how did he know, like, which one- because I'm assuming, you know, sex offenders, especially, like, pedophiles, have specific types, like, they only, like, a certain age range or a certain gender. Oh, yeah, will definitely or, like, see That's why I was like, can. how would he know which room to go in specifically, especially if all the other doors were like, locked? It's like, so,
0: he knew his way around the house because, obviously, they had dated, like, I believe they had dated for a while. Oh. And so, um, but he specifically took, like, a really disturbing interest in Sarah when they oh. had dated. No. And so, he was, like... Oh, that reminds me of this other case that I might cover. Okay. <laughs> so, but, like, he was very much attached to Sarah. And, Ooh. like, the aunt was like, no, nope, I'm done. Like, I'm, yeah, that's... Like, I'm... You're gone. Yeah, that's definitely a smart move. And so... you had kept him around, like, Yeah, no. So, he... She had broken up with him, and they hadn't spoken for a month at this point. Okay, for a month that they hadn't spoken? Yeah, it was, like, okay. I believe in over a month. Okay, so, gotcha. somewhere in there.
1: That's why I was like, I need a time range on this. Yeah. Okay.
0: So... According to Amy, Legs had knowledge of where the key was, and so this combined with Emma's idea of him, they took Legs into custody.
1: Okay.
0: So, now I want to talk about this disgusting human Where did they, they find skin. him? Where did... <laughs> <laughs> like, that description. <laughs> description. Where did they find him? Like, um, at his house? I believe he, I don't know if it actually says, but he wasn't, like, running from them or anything at this okay. point. He was okay. just chilling. So. Gotcha. As I said, he's not just, like, a creep in general, but he's a registered sex offender, not only in Maryland, but across the border in Delaware as well.
1: Okay, so so that means that he is... That was never... He got around. (laughs) (laughs) He got around. Okay,
0: so he's such a gross piece of crap. So he spent time in prison for multiple crimes. Okay. And these are... I'm gonna talk about four of them that are legally acknowledged, but... There could
1: obviously be so many more that haven't well, been reported, and things with sexual assault too is a lot of people don't come forward. Um, yeah, for both safety and like, you know, people don't believe a lot of sexual assault victims. So it's like there's... very much a thing that
0: like if he had been registered, like if more had been brought forward, it mm-hmm. maybe he would have been in prison. But
1: yeah, and there's a, and there's a lot of reasons for people don't so, come forward, and you can't blame it, blame anyone for that. He
0: served time. For the molestation of a 12-year-old girl. So, mm. right around Sarah's yep. age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um, There weren't many details on that because of it being a minor. Yep. Um, there, Like, the next two after this one, too, there wasn't much on because minors. Mm-hmm. Um, then he assaulted two young children in a mall, which they mentioned that he had a charge of third-degree rape, and I believe it to be this specific case, okay. but it could have also been under the 12-year-old girl. Okay. Um. Then he assaulted... A 16-year-old girl on a boardwalk, which was fourth-degree rape, Mm -hmm. Um, and he served time for that, and most recently, he assaulted a 24-year-old woman in her own home.
1: So, he's escalating. He had- yeah, you can see a clear escalation and also a break-in. Yeah. Um, okay. So, he- hold on, I will
0: come back to this point, but he- so this specific crime, I want to show you how, like, creepy of a person he was, and also, like, the details of this crime- will Make you really mad when you learn why he was out of prison. Okay, so I'm ready. He crawled through her window in the 24 middle- year old one, the 24 year old. Okay, he crawled through her window in the middle of the night, took off his clothes, and she woke up to him naked, standing over her while she was in bed, attempting to assault her. That's at 4 a.m.
1: Creepy.
0: Oh my god, 4 a.m. in the morning.
1: Yeah, that's a fucking terrifying thing to see. Like, if you wake up and like the naked man is standing over you, that's I, like, terrifying. It's like such a big
0: fear for me. Like imagining that happening, and no, then imagining like you waking
1: up to someone in your house. Yeah, just yeah. Terrifying it's like thought. it's like
0: my. This is what also makes me really mad about this is that he was out of prison on bond at the time of Sarah's disappearance. So he got charged, but he was out of prison. I think the thing good is behavior.
1: Oh my god! But also the thing that he had done it before. Mm-hmm. And been legally proved and like, was there, was this a uh, assault just attempted or did an assault like? Happen? I
0: believe, I don't know. There weren't. Because so that legality,
1: Le- the legality of that can change a lot. Because yeah. whether it was just an attempted assault or whether it was I believe an actual it assault was is... classified
0: as an actual assault because of like the break in. Yeah, that's yeah. But, the thing is, is that every time he served, time. He always, like, ended up getting let out early. So he would get years of his sentence and get out no. let out after months. That's So at the time of ridiculous. Sarah's disappearance, he was out of prison on bond. So he was supposed to be in prison, but he wasn't. Oh my god. Um, so... Like, this could have been prevented really easily. Yeah. No, by just uh, there's a quote
1: that I'm gonna share later the on. You're gonna jump off and, like, run out. This shitty child molester in prison. Yeah. Maybe we could prevent, you know... And I think that's, like, the part of this case that made me the most angry. I was like, this
0: girl could still be alive. She could have lived to see adulthood had someone taken time and been like, hey, let's not let a child predator out. A serial child molester. It's like, you know what? It makes me so mad when they let out people like that on quote-unquote
1: good behavior. Yes. Because it's it's like, that doesn't reflect their... There's no children in prison. (laughs) That's my point that I always bring up. It's like... Of course, like, especially with... (laughs) People who, you know, are serial assaulters and rapists and molesters, they tend to have a specific age group, age range, gender, and for child molesters, there's no children in prison. They're not gonna let you, like, And even for like be with children, even if they- Men or women who were...
0: are, like, um, sex offenders, like, the opposite gender
1: isn't necessarily gonna be in prison.
0: Yes. Or even, like, exactly. the, your
1: type. Mm-hmm. Like- Because there <sighs> are certain people, like, you know, it just depends on- Specifically for Mm -hmm. child monsters, like, age range and stuff, um, and, you know. Another thing that
0: I think is important to highlight is that, um, people like this tend to be really, really good at covering it up. Of course, because you gotta lie. So, it's like, why are we gonna sit here and take the small months that you've known this person and let it dictate letting
1: them out? Yeah. So... Okay. When there's nothing that's specific to their crime available to them. Yeah, it that it like always of course makes they're so not gonna. Bad. There's no children there. Yeah, so they're like, not gonna the, assault any children. Literally, that's literally impossible for them to do in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Let's go back to legs, which
0: okay, I don't really so know, so legs only lived a few miles away from where the kids were staying with Amy, okay, so he was in close proximity,
1: yeah,
0: um, which and so to to. now the police had him in custody for like questioning and stuff, but there was still no sign of Sarah, okay, um legs when he was being questioned, he would just deny, 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 of course, because, because again the liar thing, yeah, so he denied everything, and he provided an alibi, however. I'm curious to know what this alibi was. However, no one, not even the people closest to him, like his parents, could confirm his whereabouts between the hours of 1 and 7 a.m. that morning, Mm. the time when Sarah was believed to have disappeared. Where did he say he was? I believe believe he said he was, like, at bars and running around. And and...
1: nobody saw him or security (laughs) cameras or.
0: So, like, I believe he was seen at a bar, like, prior to 1 and 7, but then he was like, oh, yeah, I went home and, like slept.
1: Sure, buddy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like- Did he live alone? Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: I believe so.
1: So technically there doesn't need to be a verification of Alibi because he lives alone. It's like, so, but
0: uh, it said specifically in this one source, like, not even his parents could confirm, so he might live with his parents as well. Okay, no, yeah. Yeah. So it's like literally no one could confirm where he was between one and seven. Okay. And that's around the time people believe Sarah to have disappeared. Yeah. So um, kind of a red flag there. So while they were questioning, they were still holding on to hope that Sarah was alive because there was no history of, of murder. Yes. Because, like, generally people, like, people can escalate, but if they have repeated crimes, uh-huh. it's like, like. Can
1: you also let's imagine ho- what you, like, after thinking that it's that? man, you know, you already know yeah. that something has happened with sexual assault. Like, yeah, it's that's... like you don't want to assume the worst. Yeah.
0: And and so the, it's, and it's yeah. also right around Christmas, so it's like everyone was hoping for this Christmas miracle. Well, it's also
1: just knowing that your child is gone and could also be possibly sexually assaulted or something. Yeah. Like, terrifying.
0: It's like so everyone was holding on to hope for this, and so as police continued to sift through evidence, Sarah's green toothbrush was found. Want to know where it was found? Where? It was found on the floorboard in the passenger seat of Thomas Legg's gold truck.
1: Yeah, maybe it's him. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. It might be that guy. Maybe. It's okay, (laughs) Photo. We're like scaring the dog. It might be that guy. Maybe. The guy who has the little girl's toothbrush and who is witnessed by the girl who also shares the girl he abducted's room. Like (laughs) maybe it's that guy. So
0: then they were like, oh, so this is just adding to the proof. And then Mm -hmm. they also found tire tracks. Outside in the snow, like around Amy's house, and these tire tracks matched the tires on his truck. He was not very careful with this, was he? No,
1: he's like he, he's ass. so disgusting. I'm so glad that he got he, caught because he's, he's so, so bad. bad at covering up. That's funny. Crime. I'm so glad that was that he was also bad at covering it up. Yeah, he's so
0: bad at covering it up. Um, this part is gonna make you. That's why he got in prison. This part's gonna make okay. you so mad. Oh, okay. So Sarah's DNA was found like everywhere. Um, particles of her fuzzy PJs were in his truck like on the lining of the seats and like they were like oh yeah. and then this this is the part that I Uh-oh. so her DNA was found in legs like, underwear however these weren't underwear they just like <coughs> found these were underwear they like made him change out of when he was in the police station for questioning he was still wearing these underwear when he was brought in for questioning <laughs>
1: i'm watching Savannah Singer in silence that motherfucking roach yeah of a man like he was still wearing
0: the underwear that he did something to a child in when he was brought into the police station that's fucking nasty so like obviously they knew something like sexual assault wise had probably Mm -hmm. happened yeah and they were like this man no that's (laughs)
1: disgusting. Also,
0: I would really like to highlight that the police force in this case did such a good job. Like, okay. They very Love. much went through and made sure they had everything. Yeah. And they that they pinned it on this guy. So now there was no doubt in their mind. Well,
1: because a lot of times police forces very much mishandle cases. Or yeah. They mess with evidence. I hate when people, because they just like literally like pick up the murder weapon and throw it around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. like, no, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I wiped the blood on my shirt? All the
0: sergeants and the sheriff in this case, I really love the sheriff in this case, um, Mike Lewis. Like, there are so many quotes from him, and he, like, genuinely cared about finding Sarah. That's what's important, yeah. Okay. So, this was, like, the... W- hold on, I have to learn how to pronounce it. I have to go down. Wicomico County, like, police force. Okay. So, um... So now they had like no doubt that they had their guy. Like they yeah. had DNA evidence. They're they like, had things found in his truck. Him. Like it's yeah. like it's not even just a suspicion anymore. We have okay. our guy. Yes. But Sarah was still gone. Well, yeah. So um, as they continued to look through evidence, it was found that Leg's cell phone pinged off three cell cell towers around the time Sarah went missing. Also, nowhere near like where he lives. Oh, okay. So like, there goes your alibi, sir. <laughs> Um, and then, so they were able to use these three cell towers to triangulate a piece of land. Okay. So, they were able to start a search there. So, okay. on Christmas morning, December 25th, 2009, police zero in on this area. A search party of over, like, 3,000 people hit the That's ground. That's a ton of people. Yeah, Goodness hit gracious. Hit the ground running, hoping to find Sarah alive. So, this party didn't just include law enforcement, it included people in the community who sacrificed Christmas mornings with their family to search for Sarah.
1: That's amazing.
0: Sarah's mom, Jennifer, um, released a statement saying, It literally took my breath away. They didn't care that it was freezing. They didn't care that they had Christmas with their families. And so, like, all these people just, like, gathered to, um, search. And there were so many people that they couldn't even have all of them searching, so some handed out water, some... Like, there were so many people who genuinely cared like about over, finding this girl. Like,
1: of... Yeah.
0: Like, the community really came together. That's amazing. Um, Sheriff Mike Lewis also instructed the community to search their own properties just in case Sarah, like, wandered on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, That's like, a good idea. Or, like, or if, like, God forbid he broke on into their property, <laughs> yes, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, once that, that they had done this to tie a yellow, I saw another source that said red but I'm going to okay. go with yellow, to tie a yellow ribbon around their mailbox once that was done and they hadn't found anything. Okay. And so later on, Lewis went on a helicopter search just to get, like, an aerial view, and he said that the community was littered with yellow ribbons. That's,
1: like, I love the community in this. It's amazing. I know.
0: They, I, it's such, like, a tragic case with the way the community came together to put this man behind bars and find
1: closure for the family. hmm Like, or find her, hopefully, yeah. alive, you
0: know. So, the search party went over a three-square-mile area in Wicomico Ca- County, near Delaware, the Delaware border. So, this was, like, a wooded area near the lake. Um, <clears throat> so, the lake was dredged, and dogs and helicopters were brought out to try to, like, find Sarah and get as much information as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the sergeants, Sergeant Owens, said that everyone hung on to hope that we could still find
1: her, like, and save her life. There's also, with child cases specifically, it's a very, very small chance that they're kept alive. Yeah. Um, like you said last episode, I think, in the 24-hour mm-hmm. thing, it's, you know, every 24 hours they're gone. It's, mm-hmm. and especially within child cases, like, yeah. 99% of the victims after 24 hours are dead. Yeah. So it's very much, I'm and glad it- that they kept up the hope, but it's also, like, it's like With there was so cases, much so I don't know the right word. At for this it. point she had been
0: missing missing <laughs> she had been missing for 3 days mm-hmm. and so like I feel like a lot of people knew in the back of their minds that they probably weren't going to find her alive
1: but I'm, it's they but... kept kind of that like spirit which was yeah. nice so
0: then they were all hoping for a Christmas miracle mhm and I think that's like one of the biggest things is that they were trying to keep this hope alive
1: yeah
0: um but sadly There was no Christmas miracle, and at around 4 p.m. on December 25th, Sarah was found. Sheriff Lewis described her to be laying on her back, hands stretched out to the sky, to heaven. So, like, she was laying on her back, and her hands were kind of like, from what I heard, like this, or kind of maybe like this, Hmm. or like this. Were they in a defensive position, or no? There's a reason behind the way she was positioned and I will okay. explain that like when
1: I go over. So I think what that's an interesting way for people to find her.
0: Um, and quickly before I go over what happened to Sarah, I really wanna provide another trigger warning for her mm-hmm. sexual assault
1: and also for just like general abuse violence and, and
0: violence and
1: a lot of like really gruesome Especially relating to children again because details. You yeah. Know. So
0: <clears throat> Uh, these are, like, the last two hours of her life. And that makes me
1: so sad. How many, or how long was he, she in his custody before she died? Do you know?
0: Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I might actually do that Was it second. more
1: than a day? I don't believe so. I believe okay. she
0: was killed on the same okay. night that she was abducted. Okay. So, legs had sexually assaulted her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He had then tried to choke her manually. I do not believe it was with ligature. I believe okay. it was with his hands, but there weren't, there weren't really a lot of details specifically on, like, her death because of her being a minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, um, we do know what happened. So, after he tried to choke her, he then tried to drown her in a shallow, muddy puddle. Oh, my god. And we know this because mm-hmm. debris of silt and mud were found in her lungs. So, poor baby. I know. She, so he- tried to forcefully drown her and not even in like a huge body of water like a tiny little puddle puddle, yeah 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 and i'm like no Uh -uh. (laughs) and then so believing she was dead which i this man this part makes me upset i knew (laughs) like this is such a hard thing to like verbally say yeah so believing she was dead he then left her alone in the cold Oh. So she was just alone, I don't know for how long, but she was alone, yeah. freezing in the cold, like probably terrified out of her mind. I'm sure. Or not even conscious, maybe. Yeah. So believing she was dead, he left and went and got gasoline. He then returned, poured it over Sarah and lit a match. Are you? So Are allegedly you allegedly when Legs finally confessed because there was so much against him, he had believed her to be dead. But There's not really a definitive way to say that he knew she was dead, and we know that she was not dead at the time he lit the match, because Ash and Soot were in her lungs, which means, like, she was She breathed in smoke, that means- she breathed in her own, like, burning flesh. And so, that tells us she was alive when he lit the match and, like, set her on fire, and, like, it's such a- Oh, God. It's such a hard thing to, like, even grasp. Um, and then, there's, like, a really interesting way- So, now this is kind of when it comes back to the way she was found. hmm She was found, like, with her hands, like, clenched towards the sky.
1: hmm
0: And, like, on her back. And this is commonly known as boxer's pose. Yeah. And it generally happens when there's an t- attempt to burn someone alive. It's, mm-hmm. like, a physiological, like-
1: Muscle atrophy. Yes. Yeah. So-
0: she was, like, clenched up. And mm. I believe that this was her cause of death was just, like, all the trauma. Well, yeah, I'm but there sure. Was, oh, my God. There was no, like, um, I don't think definitive thing released just because of it being a very sensitive case about a minor. And, yeah, and a minor, So yeah. then
1: Legs just left her there and, like, fucking asshole.
0: Yeah, so he just left and
1: carried was on she with his life. like, fully raped or just assaulted?
0: It did not give many details okay. on but that. Again, minor, so. yeah. That makes sense. But... Those were her last two hours, like, not spending the holidays with her family, and I was going through this case, and in my head, I was thinking, like, this is literally Christmas morning, and I know for my family, like, the first thing all my little siblings want to do is go and get the presents under the tree from Santa, and so, like, I was, like, did the family put out a Santa gift for Sarah?
1: That poor baby.
0: Because, like, she has younger siblings, so even if the family, like, didn't necessarily want to put one out they had to keep that alive for their kids because there's already so much going on you know and for younger children you're also like you
1: don't want to tell them
0: that she could be gone like, like <laughs> and so like i was like what i can't imagine how hard this was for the family specifically oh, sure. on like christmas day and that not knowing baby. where she was on christmas eve
1: Not poor baby i oh, know my goodness
0: Um, So, she was found on, specifically, Lily Lane, which was around six miles into the woods near the shore of a lake. So, then, Legs, so we, the family kind of had closure, knowing where Sarah was, and Legs was in custody, so he was put on trial, being prosecuted by the state. Okay. So, and one of the prosecutors on the case, Abby Marsh, for her, this case was personal. Oh, because Abby had prosecuted. technically not how you're supposed to do it. Well, no. It's like, it's connected to her personally, but like not like okay, familial. Okay. I was
1: like, you can't, yeah, that's not. Yeah, no, don't worry. Okay. I'm explaining. Okay. So,
0: Abby yeah. had prosecuted his first charged sexual offense as an adult. Oh.
1: So, she I had see. been there okay. for
0: the first time, and he was sentenced, in this specific case, he was sentenced to seven years, but he was let out at just six months on good behavior.
1: <clears throat>
0: for this case? No. Oh, okay. oh my god. No, I was the... so scared. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> no. So, um, the first time he was ever charged with a sexual offense, okay, Abby I... Marsh had prosecuted okay, that case. Okay, okay, I see. And they had gotten him a sentence of seven years, but he Damn. was let out after six months on That's good behavior. ridiculous. Okay. And in a statement, Abby Marsh said, he shouldn't have been out of jail. If he remained incarcerated, Sarah might be alive. Jesus Christ. So she was like, I'm putting this man
1: in prison. Because even, like... Even if he hadn't done this, like, he should still be in prison regardless. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's something
0: that adds to the fact that, like, hey, maybe we should have left this man in prison. Like, the literal serial child sexual assaulter, like. Yeah.
1: Let's not leave him out, you know? Like, so,
0: then, because of, like, the entire, like, severity of this case, um, they wanted to seek the death penalty. Mm-hmm. In fact, the sheriff said something. He was like, if I've ever seen a case that deserved the death penalty, it's this, it's one. this one. Yeah. He was like, I want this man to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but legs, cut a deal. With? So with like Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was confused. So <laughs> <all> like, hello? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he pled guilty to all charges in exchange for his life.
1: Did s- he reveal certain details, or was this just... Well,
0: they kind of knew everything that had happened. I mean, obviously the evidence was
1: overwhelming, but, you know.
0: Yeah, so, like, they kind of had a course of events, but I believe that he confessed and then pled guilty to all of the charges Okay. Okay. in exchange for his life. Yeah. And so the state could have easily still fought for the death penalty, but many sources say that they dropped it largely out of respect for the family. Yeah. Because the family was like, we don't want to go through that. That's, yeah, it's a traumatic event, I imagine, too. So Legs was sentenced to two life sentences without parole. Woo! So, one was for first degree murder and one was yeah. for s- first degree sexual offense. Uh-huh. And then on top of these two life sentences, he also received twenty years for burglary and thirty years for kidnapping and all served consecutively. So they aren't like all together. Yeah. They are one, two, three so he's never getting out. Mm-hmm. Um unless, God forbid something. Is he still alive? <clears throat> yeah. You.
1: So <laughs> That makes me
0: mad. Yeah, same. I don't like that he's alive. But Legs gave a statement to the family basically like apologized. Oh, shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> no. So no he you don't deserve to talk. Like to there him. were details of what he said, and I didn't even bother to write them down. But he basically apologized for his actions oh, and like shut was up. like, Forgive me, and I'm sorry that I did this and shut the Like fuck I know up. it's my fault that she won't get to live to see adulthood. And it's like No That makes me
1: so mad because You like, have no right to say that. Yeah. So, Especially to the family. Yeah. Like, I know it's my fault I literally killed this 11-year-old girl and sexually assaulted her and burned her alive and dr- tried to drown her and almost tried to st- strangle her, too. But, like, sorry, I guess. And then
0: like, no. Like, Will you forgive me in, like, another life? Like,
1: like, no. <laughs> that doesn't- that doesn't- you don't deserve forgiveness, yeah. sir. It's like- Don't so, act like that apology was anything more
0: than just a I was like, face. I could have
1: cut that out. Not really necessary to bring up, but that made me mad. I was, it, like, shut the hell up. Well, because if you think that's anything more than just to save face, like, a show, like, yeah. that was not genuine. And even if it Literally. was, then, like, hey, maybe do something else instead of, like, like, maybe don't kill children. Yeah,
0: no, it's definitely, like, a thing that, like, is, like, on top of everything that's already happened, like, you really fucking went there. Right? Like, like you went there. No.
1: Literally. So, that made me mad, but... Step over the line that w- you had already sailed past. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're, you're done. Like, shut up. Go Mm -hmm. to prison. Yep.
0: So, um, once the trial was over, prosecution said that they were still happy with the sentencing despite the death penalty being taken off the table because Mm -hmm. they felt that justice had been served, as well as the family. The family felt like that they had justice and that they had closure. That's good. Specifically because they were able to bring Sarah home. Um, and in a statement from Jennifer Foxwell, Sarah's mom, she said, thank you all so much for giving up your Christmas of 09 to bring our baby home. We now have closure and can all move on, including the community.
1: Aww. So
0: she just, like, there are so many statements from the family where they're like, thank you so much for, like, bringing her Trying. home to us. Because Trying to find her. I think a thing in a lot of cases is, like, yes, it's hard to find a loved one dead, but it's better than not knowing.
1: Yeah. It's, a have yeah, I've heard that repeated constantly. It's just, like, closure is better than nothing. Yeah. Because then, you know, you can still live your life thinking that they're still alive, which is...
0: Which is like it's logically you could sit here and think, oh no, but you should just assume that it. But it's so hard when you're personally when you connected don't to someone, and then you can
1: know what happened, and you can yeah. know like yeah, I don't know. And
0: especially when you know what happened and you have your baby home and you're able to put that person behind bars, I feel like mm-hmm. that's such like a like yes. it's so tragic, but it's so like that part's wrapped filling, up, at least. yeah, yeah. And it's, like, I feel like this case would be so much harder if we didn't know who it was or mm-hmm. if they were still free. Mm-hmm. So, um, now just to kind of end on... Because, like, this whole case is so heavy. Yeah. I wanted to bring up the fact that her death did leave a legacy. She was able to, like, bring a lot of good to the world despite, like, everything that happened to her. So, um, she's considered a Christmas angel of Wicomico County and oh. on... Her headstone, one of them, I believe there are multiple that people have, like, donated. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, one of them says, our Christmas angel. Oh. And then, um, another thing that came from her death, and I think this is, like, the biggest thing that I really, really appreciate, is Sarah's law. So, Sarah's law mandates that all child sex offenders <laughs> in Maryland ser- serve a minimum of 15 years without the possibility of parole. Are
1: I- you- that's amazing! I oh know. my god!
0: I like that law. I feel like should be across the board, right? Like
1: that should not just be Maryland. <laughs> that should not just be you guys. I'm so glad that that made a difference, yeah. Though, and like actually, and the fact that it's
0: named after her after her makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was like one of the coolest things That's amazing. that came from her. Yeah, death. Um, and then another thing that happened so there, Sarah's. Um, name was also kind of given to Wicomico County's Child Advocacy Center. Okay. So now it's more commonly referred to as Sarah's House. Okay. And they reported that they saw heightened awareness of child abuse through the years after her death. So they oh. were able to like pinpoint like um, more dangers to children mm-hmm. and they were able to bring a lot more awareness through her case. That's amazing. And so that was like another thing that I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a statement from her mom she also said she's everywhere. I don't think anyone will forget her. Aww. So her mom's just like, I know she made a difference, like she's gone but she's still very much present. Yeah. Like in our world. Yeah. Um also, just to make everyone a little happy. Okay. Just days after Legs had entered prison, he was attacked by fellow inmates. Ha! <laughs> like, <laughs> yes!
1: Yes! Yes! Yeah, so, child monsters don't do well in prison. Child no. murderers and rapists don't do well in They don't do well in prison. they shouldn't.
0: Like, literally only a few days after he got there. I love that. Like, inmates slashed him three times in the head, neck, and hand. Damn. These weren't serious or fatal or anything, but he was it very was much-
1: They were like, yo, that's that dude! And
0: they, <laughs> they were like, I love that. I know, I- Cause I was like, I looked up his name to try to get details on everything, mm-hmm. and that came up first, and I was like,
1: <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I enjoy yeah, I that. Yeah, mad that he's still alive, but I'm glad he got attacked. <laughs> like, karma, it's a horrible bitch. thing to say, but like, karma, bitch, <laughs> karma. <laughs> no, he deserves that. He, he very literally much does. murdered and burned alive a fucking eleven year old. Yeah, so like, I
0: thought that was like, yes,
1: yeah, we love and that. I feel like
0: that's. Also,
1: a part of Sarah's legacy. Yes. Like, people definitely. remember her name and are like, you did that to her. Yeah. You deserve to rot. And, like, I love that it's about her, but it's also blaming him because it's yeah. not just focusing on, like, she died, but it's also, like, like hey, remembering her as a person, not just as a victim, a victim of this man, but also, like, blaming this man, this man did, this. did this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, I feel like in a lot of cases, it's very much focused one way or the other. Yes. In this case, like, the community- Evenly balanced. Did such a good job of being like, this man is horrible. Like, I literally hate him like, so we much. need to- But she was an amazing person and look what she did.
1: Yes. Like- That's a good balance of Yeah. It.
0: And I think that had Sarah lived to be, like, a lot older, she would have done a lot anyways in our world. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she was described as such, like, an outspoken person mm-hmm. and she, like, genuinely cared about people. Yeah. And she was, like, literally her sixth grade class described her as the shining star. So she was, like, just a genuinely amazing person. Yeah. Um, so to kind of wrap up, I'm gonna end with a quote from the Sheriff Mike Lewis. Okay. Um, he said, Christmas will never be the same for any of us ever again. I know it won't be for me. So, that was this really, really, really heartbreaking case
1: of Sarah Haley Foxwell. Goodness gracious.
0: I thought it was an important
1: one to go over, but it's, like, so heavy. I'm glad that it made, like, a huge difference. And not just only that community, but, like, literally the entire state of Maryland. Like, Sarah's law. That's amazing. It's, like,
0: her death impacted so many people so, like, in so many places that it's, like, it's, like, not to say that her death was, like, a good thing, but it's, no, like it wasn't in not. vain.
1: Yes, that's what... Mm-hmm. And I think that... When tragedies like these can make something come of it, they can help yeah. other people who may be in similar situations, or that just need help in general, like... Yes, definitely. That's what's important, you know?
0: Um, and I think that a lot of people, maybe, like, outside of Maryland, specifically, like, in Delaware probably too cuz it was so close. Mm-hmm. A lot of people generally don't know her name, but I mm-hmm. think it's a name that needs to be shared.
1: Yeah. Cuz that's an important Cuz
0: I like literally remember hearing this case and going, I'm never going to like forget this. Yeah. Like it's, it's memorable for sure. It's definitely one that like sticks with you. Mhm. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Morbid because they did an episode on this and that one was really good too. Okay. So, listen to that. Because <laughs> that was also so a good. morbid
1: fan page. It really is. It's like podcast X morbid fans. <laughs> this is a podcast about us being morbid fans. Literally. <laughs> Anyways, so. Alright, that one's so heavy, it's like hard to end it. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. listening to our thank second you. episode. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.